Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, uh, I got an email, and uh, it stimulated my thought process here today to want to cover something I haven't covered in a long time. And the email was basically something like this, or said something along these lines of, uh, hey, I've heard you on the radio and you said there's no such thing, and I've taken your class, and there's no such thing as get rich slow, that you you need to do it fast. And I want to discuss that today. I think that's an important topic. Uh, very important topic, and I'm going to cover it in depth if I can today, so you want to hang on through the whole show. I'll be working on it from one angle to the next. That's what we're going to cover today. If you're already wealthy and you don't need to think about how to get wealthy faster, then this show probably is not that useful for you because we're going to talk about it from the beginning. So I'm going to start with a little story about my dad. My dad uh, worked as, as, as a CPA. He was an accountant. He worked as a, he had, was a CPA. Worked as an accountant in a company that was earn, owned by a uh, patriarchal, fatherly image guy that had about six eight kids and real nice guy. Lived in a big home on the lake and was real friendly. And I remember always wanting to be like that guy. He was the guy I wanted to be like. They'd have big giant Sunday dinners and. We'd all go over there, and they had ATVs. I mean, this is 50 years ago when I was a kid. They had ATVs. I mean, so they had to be astronomically expensive back then in comparison to what they are now. I may be wrong. Maybe they're cheaper back then, but it seemed to me like it was stuffed. He had jet skis because they were on the lake. They had jet boats. They had motorboats uh, for skiing, water skiing boats. And I was like, man, this is just the life. This is the way 
I want to live. Now, my dad worked for this guy. And so we'd go over there on Sundays uh, for Sunday dinners and stuff like that. And over the years, I watched my father take this guy's company on the guy basically get old. And I can relate to this because I'm getting old now. So, you know, the old guys get to the point where they say, you know, I really don't want to do this anymore as far as get up and go to work. I, they stop working. And they let somebody else underneath run the company. So my dad let somebody else, or my dad was that guy who ran this guy's company. While this guy, and I did, my dad worked for him for 20 or 30 years, while this guy's kids went to college from, you know, when they were born, all the way to saw him in high school, and then eventually they went to college. And then when they came out of college, they made them president of the company. Right over the top of my dad, one of the kids was president of the company. The guy had no idea what was doing. I mean, he'd been around the company his whole life, but he wasn't running the company, and my dad was running the company. So needless to say, at this point, my father was a little irritated by that situation, and he started looking for something to do. At this point now, I'm probably just high school age, getting into high school, getting into college, maybe freshman year, something like that. I'm trying to get some age relation to it. And... My dad decided he's going to go out and do something on his own. And I'm going to tell you a story that if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. There was an old guy that worked at the foundry for years, for 30 years. He had gone to war. He had given service. He worked great. He was a church guy, went all the time, volunteered for everything, donated. I mean, this was the one of the most beloved guys in this little small town you could possibly have. And then one day, the foundry closed, and he had no job, and he couldn't find anything else. And So the people got together, and they said, you know, we got to get this guy a job. we got to get him something to do. So the mayor called him up and said, hey, come on up. I want to talk to you. He said, look, I don't want to embarrass you, but we want to offer you a job because we love you, and we want you to have something to do. And the guy said, whatever, man, great, great, what do I do? He says, what we want you to do is polish the cannon. And the guy looked at them, and the mayor thought, man, this is really embarrassing. This guy's going to be insulted. The guy looked at him and said, sir, thank you. I will have the best polished cannon in the country. I will keep it nicer than any other cannon anywhere. And he said, okay, great, and they gave him the job. So he proceeded to take care of the cannon. Then one day he came home to his wife, and he said, Honey, I'm tired of working for the man. I'm tired of working for the government. I'm tired of it. I want to go out on my own. And she said, okay, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to buy my own cannon and go into work for myself or go into, get, go into business for myself. Now think about that story for a second Then go back to my dad's story. When my dad got frustrated with that, he decided what he would do is he would buy his own company. Now, what did he do? He went back to the guy he worked for and convinced him to sell him a portion of the company that was really the weakest portion of the company. It was in a small little area in Arkansas, or I'm mean, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, which this was up in, this guy lived up in Wisconsin. His son had no idea how to run the company. With the company spread out all over the country, only my dad knew how to run it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, he was willing to sell to my dad. Now, I'm sure he probably took him to the cleaners. Although my dad should have taken him to the cleaners because he's the accountant, but you know the inside numbers. But whatever it is, they made a deal, and my dad bought that part of the company. 
at this point, he's probably 50 years of age, maybe more, maybe 60. I don't know, maybe 50. And let's see, that would have put me in college. He's 20 years older than me. Yeah, it would have been after I got out of college. So he goes into work for, oh, I know what it was. I had already retired at 32 years of age, 33 years of age, whatever it was. No, I retired at 34. So when I retired, my dad saw me retired at 34 years of age, and he saw that his, he had been replaced by this kid as the president. So he decided to go into business for himself, buy his own can and go into business for himself. So he bought this segment of this company that was in Mobile, Alabama. And he proceeded to, to, to own this company. It was a vending company and a catering company. And so he and his wife proceeded to go to work. And I mean, they went to work every day. Now, I was out with some millionaires the other day. And oh, no, I'm sorry, one millionaire and then some other people that are Lifestyles members that decided not to do Lifestyles, not to do real estate, even though they took the course, they decided to buy a franchise. And it's a donut franchise. And... This rich person, this woman is actually is massively rich, lives right next to me, has like a, probably a 16,000 square foot home. Expensive, expensive cars, where's it expensive? I mean, she's rich. And yet, when we were out having dinner the other night, they had to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Why? Because all three of them get up, the wife, the husband, and her, uh, and her husband doesn't work. He's disabled. But she and the two other people got up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work. And I said to them, do you understand that you don't own a business, you own a job? I mean, where's your passive income? And the lady looked at me and she says, well, I have 17 houses now since I've met you. I bought started buying houses. And I said, and you still haven't hired somebody to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go do donuts for you? She goes, well, I just don't know what to do. It's not that, you know, I, I can't get somebody else to do it. I just, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I'm control freak, I guess, is what she comes down to be. We tried to figure it out, but it didn't work. So same thing happened to my dad, and I used to talk to my dad. I said, Dad, what are you doing, man? Why haven't you retired? Why are you still working? And he goes, well, you got to keep this business up. It's not easy. You got to work in it. You know, da, da, da. He had all the excuses in the world. But the bottom line was, is that he was working. And by the way, he worked until the day he died. He never retired. I think he died at 65, 66, something like that. So it, the story here is to, to explain to you that there are some people that will never get it. There are some people that think that they own their own business, but they really own their own job. And when you try to deal with these people, they are impossible to come to any type of an understanding about retirement and what it really is. So those people, they're just lost. When we come back from this break... We're going to talk about the other side of the scale, the people we can get to. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. First segment, we discussed the fact that there's some of you that will never retire. There's some of you that will never be able to replace their earned income with passive income. It's not in your DNA. You just don't believe it. You have been trained so well to believe that the only way to make money is to earn it by going to work. Then some of you are tied to your work as far as your ego. You know, who are you without your work? You don't have it. You don't have a claim to anything anymore. I'm not a fireman, a policeman. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a, a doctor. I mean, whatever your ego is set to, that's what you think is cool. And you're tied to your job. Okay. So I get that. Uh, but you know, I'm a radio announcer. I'm a sports guy. I'm an athlete. You know, you're tied to that and you can't get away from it. So don't, you'll never be able to retire because your brain won't let you. Um, some of you are just tied to it because you've been taught it so long. I remember when I first started teaching this 30 years ago, nobody believed what I had to say. I mean, I had to scream and yell and complain and pound and inhibit and intimidate people to get them to listen to what I was saying about the fact that they could retire. You know, like you're a young punk bodybuilder kid at 34 years of age and you're retired. That's ridiculous. It just cannot happen. It's a lie. You inherited money. It's this, it's that. Or you're a freak show. It's a once in a million, blah, 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 blah. That's what I used to get. And people really were tied to the stock market back then. I mean, nowadays, I can see 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people on the radio complaining about 401ks not working. Uh, stock market not being effective, uh, unsafe. That was my message alone back then, 30 years ago. And now, that's almost everybody's saying the same thing. Now, there's a few guys that are still touting, and that's what they do for a living, sell stocks and bonds. That's what they tout. That's all they know. Well, that's no, not all they know. It's what they'll tell you because that's what they're selling you. Because, by the way, I've got a lot of those guys as members, and they sell stocks and buy real estate, okay? So... We work through that and we get over to this, this level here where those people that are the know-it-alls won't do it. They just can't do it. But I'm going to go one step further. This is the next level of people I found almost impossible to get to. And that was the marginality people. They couldn't see it. And this is where beginning the whole story starts. It's where you start to get rich. These people believe that because they had a job that paid $100,000 a year or 200000 a year, that they were rich because they had high earnings. They were rich. But most of these people lived in big, giant houses. 
And whenever I'd interview them, I'd just laugh at them. They're broke. I mean, they make massive money, but they're broke because they spend every penny. They elevated their cost of living at the same level that they elevated their income. Now, if they would have left their cost of living the same and elevated that income to those very high earning jobs, they'd be rich. But they didn't do that. And so when you talk to them about, okay, let's take $20,000 out of your cost of living. And they're like, what? 20000 We don't have 20000 to give up. And let's go buy a house that pays $400 a month. They go, what would $400 a month do to us, do for us? You know, we bring in ten grand a month. What's $400? It's not even, not even going to begin to touch anything. It made no sense to them. I said, yeah, it does it in the beginning. You've got to start somewhere. And so these people would never start because they couldn't see the marginality. Now, you know, I sit here and I make umpteenth tens of thousands a month, and I don't even want to tell you what it is. It's so much money, it'll blow your mind. Um, the, the idea is, is that the only reason that I'm here now doing what I do is because I started there and did what I did. But they would never start. Now, remember, I've been investing in real estate for 30-plus years, and I've accumulated wealth, and I've never really accelerated my cost of living because I've always lived in a house that costs less than one year's income. So now I live in a $5 million house, right? But I bought it at $2.5 million, so it was definitely less than one year's income. And it's paid in full, so there's no, no cost except taxes. I have a well, so there's no water costs. I have electricity costs, and I have gas costs. And so I have almost no cost to, to exist, and I make lots of money. So what does all the other money I make do? It goes into investments. And that grows and exponentiates to the point where you just can't imagine how much money money can make without making money by working. So we go back and we talk about these people that got stuck because they could never get over the fact you had to start somewhere. Now, later in my program, where people could come in and invest large chunks of money to buy apartment complexes and so forth and get get that done passively where they didn't have to take any time out of their life, these people who were working themselves to death, who did see that there was no end to that process, started deciding, hmm, I can go over here and get these guys deals and earn 10, 15, 20% on the front end on cash flow, and I can earn 50 to 100% on total gain over the life of the deal when you add in the capital gains and the whole bit. And so that's much better than what I'm doing in the investments we're in now, and it's passive, so I can see that. So all of a sudden, we picked up an entirely different set of clientele, rich people, highly successful, financially successful people, highly compensated individuals. We picked those all up at Lifestyles because of the way we were creating deals that other people could get into. But it still has nothing to do with anything other than this reality. You have to have an amount of money to invest to create a return high enough to live off of. We are not investing to create a pile of money, although that's what most people think you're trying to do. What you're really trying to do is create a income stream that can support you for the rest of your life. Then you don't have to worry about it anymore. There's income. You're not losing your assets. You're not depleting your life savings as you retire. You're increasing your life savings as you retire because you're increasing your assets. It's a whole different way of seeing the world, right? 
So as we go into the next segment and we start talking about getting rich quick or getting rich slow, you have to be able to identify yourself as to who you are and where you're at and what you want. Because I'm going to show you that it really is just as easy for a poor person to retire as it is for a rich person. You go, no, it can't be. Oh, yeah. In my 30 years of teaching and mentoring and helping people, I found that whatever your standard of living is, you have an equal chance of getting to the other side of retirement. And you say, well, why is that? How could that possibly be? The answer lies in the fact that if you have a certain amount of money, you can only buy a certain amount of assets. But if you only have a certain amount of money, you probably don't have to replace very much income. And so if you're not replacing very much income, you don't need a lot of money to do it. But if you've got a massive amount of income, you need a massive amount of money to replace it. That's why so many wealthy people never retire, because they have to work to maintain that level of cost of living for the rest of their life. So we'll discuss that when we get back from this break. Remember, it's important to understand whether you have a little money or a lot of money, you're rich, poor, make a lot of income or don't, you can still retire. You just have to follow the path. We'll take a short break. Be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the difference between getting rich quick and getting rich slow. And I've for years made the comment, there's no such thing as getting rich slow. You just can't accumulate enough wealth that way. So we've talked about the high-end people that won't do this. And now we talk about the low-end people that don't think they can do this. And you look at the scenario and you say, okay, I had a guy that worked in a, a factory. And uh, I guess the guy's probably 40 years old. Single, lived in a little house over by a lake, had himself a little boat and go fishing. That's all he really cared about doing was fishing, living. And he worked shifts in these factories. And so he'd work and make a ton of money. You know, whatever the shutdowns or whatever they're called, you make, you know, work in a refinery, you make good money. And then he'd come home and not work for a while. And he'd stay home and hunt and fish and do whatever he wanted to do. And he showed up at my seminar and he said, you know, I'd really like to retire. I'm you know, tired of working these things and whatever. And I sat down with him and I found out he only needed $1,400 a month to retire. That covered all his bills. Believe it or not, covered all his bills. He had a car, you know, he had a truck, actually, and a boat and a house, and still only 1400 So we got to work, and we bought him some houses, and no time at all. You know, one house is 400 two houses is 800 four houses is 1600 and boom. Guy's got enough money to retire. And he still could go back to work if he wanted to. Whenever he wanted to take a shift or do a shutdown or whatever, uh, he could go back. 
he could make more money. So what would happen is he would say, wow, I'm sitting here making all this money. I don't have to work, but if I go back and work one more shift now, I can buy two more houses or one more house. And it started being a consequence of I'm working to produce money to buy houses. Now, that's really how one of the first guys I ever met that was successful in this business, a broker who got me going, uh, he would go out there and he'd buy himself a rent house, and then he'd go sell two or three as a broker, sell two or three houses, and the commissions would be enough that he could go buy another one. And he would do that. He would go back and forth and back and forth. And, of course, being a broker, whenever he found the greatest deal in the world, he'd keep it for himself, right? That was his next purchase. And then he would sell off three or four other good ones to somebody else. And again, the whole concept was to build up the accumulation of assets. When I met the guy, he had 75 houses. And um, I asked him, how did you get 75 houses? And his answer, one at a time, real down to earth, you know, I just bought them one at a time here, there, wherever one fell in my hand, into my hands, I bought one and so on and so forth. So the guy was making over $100,000 a year in cash flow and he just really didn't look at selling as being a job because he didn't have to show up anywhere if he didn't want to. You know, if he wanted to sell, he could sell. If he wanted to take off, he could take off and so forth. So he had replaced his income, but he did it one house at a time. But he saw, and this is where I'm getting to, that the benefit of owning one rent house doesn't mean anything to anybody. In fact, it's probably not enough to do enough to make it worth your trouble to go out there and learn how to do it. And I'm just being honest with you. One rent house alone doesn't solve your problem. But if you've got 10 rent houses and you're making four or 5,000 bucks a month and it's tax-free, which makes it worth seven or 8,000 bucks a month, now you got something going. The reality is you have to understand is two things. First of all, the amount of effort to manage 10 houses is not that much more effort than it is to manage five houses. It's just once you've got a system down, very little amount of effort goes into that system. Like I talked to you about the lady getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. She's got all these houses. She's not doing anything with them. <laughs> There's no time spent on the houses. All her time spent on making donuts. And you have to realize that there's a difference, right? This is passive streams of income. So you, you get to a point where once you've got a team in place, you've got your plumber, your electrician, you've got your AC guy, blah, 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 on and on. Uh, then those people take care of your problems for you. You don't have to take care of your problems. Now, the other thing I want to get across to you is that once you realize the system is working, then you're going to realize something that's more important than anything. This is probably the most important. And that is you have way more money than you think you have. Don't care how, old, how rich you are. You give me your life, you give me your income, and I'll retire me on your income in three to five years. And you say, why me? Because I'll do the things you won't do. If you would do the things I would do, you could retire in three to five years. Now, by the way, I used to call it seven, but they've changed it in the book to three to five now because everybody's doing it in three to five. What is the difference? The difference is, if you think about how much money you have coming in, doesn't matter who you are, there is an amount of money that you have control of. And if you reduce your cost factors, and I know many of you say, there's no way I could reduce my cost factors. Guys, you have no idea how many bad financial decisions you make that ruin your cost factors in almost everybody's case. Over and over and over again, I could show you things you're doing wrong financially. I mean, just dumb as a rock wrong, to be honest with you, in all aspects of your life. And they all eat away at that cash flow. 
And if you think about it, you go buy that one rent house and it produces you $400 a month positive cash flow. Now, I want to ask you a question. Will that not at some point add up to enough to buy another house? The answer is yes, right? But on the other hand, isn't it very easy to eliminate $400 a month in expenses? I went out the other night and spent $400 on one dinner. One dinner. And that was just for me and my wife. We, everybody split the bill. We didn't pay for everybody. It was just us. Of course, just a lot of drinks and a bottle of wine for the wife and, you know, expensive dinner. But still, I could cut $400 for one meal. And I know you guys go out to eat. I know you guys do things. You have extravagances you spend money on. Right? You waste money on so many things where if you just cut back $400 a month, now you have double the income. You have that $400 you're earning in your house and $400 you're saving. You have $800. Now you can save up twice as fast as the next house. And some people, it's massive amounts. For one thing, how much are you contributing to your 401k? Let's just think about that. Let's say you're putting $500 a month. Why are you putting $500 a month into something that will never pay you? If you take that $500 a month and not put it in your 401k and put it in your rent house savings account, now you have the 400 from the house, now you have the 500 from the 401k, again, you doubled half as fast to get to where you want to go. But let's say you cut your cost of living $400 a month and you cut your 401k 500, now you got 900 plus the four from the rent house, now you got 1600, what, 9.4? is 1300 a month saving up. 10 months, you got $13,000. 12 months, you've got 18,000, 12, 15,000. And you got enough to buy another house in one year. Now you get another one, you got $400 a month more. Now instead of saving $1,300 a month, you're saving $1,700 a month. And it accelerates, then the next house you buy, it's more. Get out of the 401k, get out of the IRA. Now let's talk about money. How much money do you have sitting in your 401k? You could get it out, you know. There are ways to get your money out of your 401k. You have to pay the taxes on it, but you have to pay the taxes if you earned it. Can you imagine people telling me, I don't want to take the money out of my 401k because I'd have to pay taxes on it. I go, dude, then tell your boss to stop paying you. Why, Dell? That's stupid. Well, if he pays you, you pay taxes. So to not take money because you have to pay taxes on it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You guys are out of your mind. I don't want to take my 401k because I have to pay taxes. Pay the darn taxes and get your money. You want to be rich? Go, well, I really want to be rich. No, you don't. You want to be poor. That's why you do what you do. I'm telling you, go get the money out of that 401k and put it to work. And now, let's say you could pull out 50000 because the maximum used to be 50000 Now it's 100000 you can pull out. Up to 100000 you can pull out this year because of the COVID-19 changes. Can you imagine what you could do with fifty dollars or $100,000? You could buy four, eight, ten houses. And now, if you've got ten houses at four hundred, you got $4,000 a month positive cash flow, tax-free, plus whatever you're able to save. Don't pay the 500 in anymore. So you got 4,500. You save 400 on cost of living. So you got 4,900. Now you make 5,000 bucks a month. How long does it take you to buy another house? That's only four months, guys. In four months from now, you buy another one. Now you make 400 more. In four months from then, you buy another one, make 400 more. And in no time at all, you've got 20 houses paying you $8,000 a month tax free income. In no time at all, 20,000 a month.
I'm sorry, is it 20? 20 houses, 400 each is not that. 20,400 each would be 8,000. You're making $8,000 a month tax-free, which, by the way, if you had to earn 8000 take-home, a take-home of 8000 means you have to earn at least 10000 12000 a month to take home that much money. So there you are. I just retired all of you. I retired the guy that had a little bit of need and the guy with a lot of need. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. During the first segment, we talked about people who will never retire. Next segment, we talked about people who are afraid of retiring. And uh, then we talked about how to retire. And we talked about how poor people can retire in a very short period of time because they have very little income to have to cover. And, of course, that's not where they're going to end up spending their whole life at that level of income because they're going to continue to build. Once you create the skill sets to create income, um, you're not going to want to give that up. You're going to want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Um, then we talked about rich people. Their problems with uh, being able to retire is they need a lot of income to replace that. And uh, we talked about the fact that if they've got a lot of income coming in, they've got ability to bring a lot of money to the table to be able to buy a lot of real estate and quickly get the job done. So we've got both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. So what's left? What's left is this concept we started with in the email first thing in the beginning of the show, which is I want to get rich quick and that you don't get rich slow. So let's talk about people that have been saving their money in their 401k. You know them. They're called your parents. And they are now, I'm 60, so I'm somebody's parent, right? But you're probably 40, 50 years of age, and you're listening to this, and you're thinking, okay, what did my parents do? Are they rich? Are they millionaires? Are they living very comfortably? Did their system of working and saving and working and saving actually get them where they wanted to be? And in most cases, you'll find they're still working late in their 60s, maybe early 70s, and or if they're not, they're living on a diminished cost of living um, as opposed to living an extremely exciting life like I do. And again, don't bring those kinds of things up to put it in your face about me because I don't really care. I could live under a bridge in a box as long as I didn't have to get up and go to work and listen to crap every day. I'd be rather be in the box than be, you know, up there getting crap. But the bottom line is, is that whether you're going to go out and do something or not, the, the question is, what is quick and what is not? So let's see. You come out of college and you sit down with your financial planner and your boss and your parents, and they tell you, look, you need to think about the future. To be able to save up enough to have enough for retirement, you really need to start in your 20s. You've all heard this BS, right? And if you start and work now and save and keep a moderate savings plan for the rest of your life, you could have a million dollars by the time you retire. Now, if you stop saving, you kill it. If you take any money out, you kill it. If you, um, the stock market gets crash, you kill it, and you have to catch back up by putting more money in because you've lost your principal. That's the plan. How long do I have to do that? You have to do that to at least, at least age 68 now. Now, people are telling people to wait till 70 now because you can get more Social Security money. So now they're pushing you to think to 67, 68, to 70. All right? That's your plan. Now, to me, 
you're starting with a failed plan. The plan is to fail to become rich and to fail to retire until you're at the age where you can't work anymore and the government's going to pay you Social Security. That's a failed plan. So if I tell you that with some tightening of your budget, with some correct investments, uh, to stick with it, a little education, modification of some of your ways you think, that within two to five years you could retire. So throw out the two and just take five. You've been working now since you were 20-something. And 30 is 10 years. 40 is 10 years. 50 is 10 years. You've got 20, 30, 40 years under your belt. And you still couldn't today call your boss and say, shove it. Could you? So has your plan worked? No. So if you've wasted 30 or 40 years, why are you coming to me then and going, Dell, I hear you on the radio. Why can't I retire in one year or two years? I mean, because you haven't done anything to get there. You haven't made any plan. See, one of the benefits I had when I was young and retired was that I had no overhead. I had a mortgage payment on my condo of $420 a month. I bring this up in one of the advertisements. $420 a month, boom, bought a rent house. It was covered. I had a, I had a car. A car was a couple hundred dollars a month, boom, one house. It was covered. Gas, electric, water, boom, it was covered with another rent house. It took me nothing to cover my expenses. So I was living in a manner that allowed me to do it in two and a half years, very quick amount of time. Now, nowadays... Also, back then, we talked about a thing called rates of return. And because interest rates were 12% on mortgages, rates of return were 20% on investments. And now mortgage rates are 3%. So rates of return on investments are 6, 7, and 8. Sometimes 10 if you're in good investment. So we're still making double or triple what the mortgage rates were. When mortgage rates were 12, I was making 24 when mortgage rates were six, I was making 12. And when mortgage rates were three, we're making six, seven, and eight. All right? But that's still double what you're paying for a mortgage. So the reality is, and by the way, my savings accounts have since all of this COVID stuff has gone on, interest rates have been dropped again on purpose to try to stimulate. So what did they do? I had, in, I had savings accounts up to 2.5% interest. Not CDs, savings accounts, two and a half. They're now down to 1%. They've come down 1.5% from where they're at. That's a big bite on a large chunk of money. But that's the way the market works. But it doesn't matter because I still have the money. The money's not going down. It's not like the stock market is going down. My money is not going down. The interest rate I can earn on it. So what do I do? Got up this morning, looked at it all, and said, you know, Adele, I'm sitting here preaching about getting your money where it should be. I got to get my money where it should be. I'm going to do some arrangements of my portfolios, of my businesses, my real estate, and my savings, and rearrange them to where I can make some more money, make the money do something more for me, right? That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and that's what you're doing. You're just deciding to get the money out of that 401k or out of your home. Think about all the money you're sitting in your home. If you have 100, 200, 300,000 dollars worth of equity in your home, think what that money could do for you if it's invested correctly. It alone could bring you close to retirement. That, your 401k, your IRA, and voila, three to five years later, you're retired. Now, do you have to quit your job at that point if you don't want to? No, you don't have to. But you're just going to feel a whole lot better at work every day knowing you don't have to be there 
that you're there because you want to be, because you're there because you're saving up a little bit more money to buy a little more real estate to get a little richer so you can live a little better without the worry of the job. Because remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. For listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley radio show are those of the host Del Wamsley, his guests and his callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management or advertisers. The Del Wamsley show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.